Welcome to Slaying the Sale, a podcast full of practical real-life sales lessons that you wish you learned in business school. Your host, Kyle, is a two-time best-selling author, creator of the Slaymaker Method, and in each episode, he and his guests will be answering the tough questions around sales, lead generation, and all things business to help you transform your sales mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Kyle Slaymaker. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Slaying the Sale. I am your host, Kyle Slaymaker, back this week with another guest interview. This is going to be a good one. I'm really intrigued about his background and how he went from point A to point B to where he is now. Um, so to give a little bit of background about our guest that I'm about to introduce you to, former law enforcement down in West Virginia? Yeah, I started off in West Virginia. and then, I thought uh, so. I thought yeah. so. So yeah, so he went from West Virginia being a police officer. He's back now in central Pennsylvania as a rock star financial advisor, financial planner. I don't know what you want to call yourself, but I would like to introduce the guests, everybody listening this week to John of Call Your Financial Services. John, hit it up, buddy. Tell us about yourself. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. So my name is John Collier. Um, Originally grew up in Lancaster County, so very familiar with that area till I was probably early 20s and then I moved to West Virginia for about eight years and that's where I started at Huntington Police Department uh, back in 2013 I guess it was yeah so it's been a while now and then we were down there for a while after we had our kids uh, well actually just my first daughter who is now seven uh, when she was three we moved back to Pennsylvania so we're in the Coatesville area now right outside of Coatesville and uh, I was also doing policing here for a little bit in Thorndale at Callan Township uh, for a couple of years. But now uh, I've switched to financial services and I don't regret it or look back one bit. Uh, but yeah, what else do you want to know about me, Kyle? All right. Well, let's let's jump right into it. Right. Because, uh, you know, I, I try to stay very not political on this show. Um, I think I've mentioned politics maybe one time, but you, your former position is a very highly politicized, both externally and internally position. Did that lead you to your decision to make the jump into entrepreneurship and financial stuff? Yeah, that was a big part of it, Um, especially in Chester County, where I was at here. Um, The department, it's a smaller department and uh, smaller area as coming from a big city. Well, second biggest city in West Virginia is not a big city in Pennsylvania, but you know, 70,000 people. It wasn't as political down there because there were just so many people, but here it's smaller, definitely more political, definitely the political climate changed. And honestly, uh, it was like walking on eggshells, just trying to do your job. And it was giving me so much anxiety that I was basically looking for anything at that point. And so that's exactly how I got to where I am now, because I met a guy named Phil Wilkerson, who's like my mentor, I guess you could say, who's been doing this for 15 years, maybe 18 years, somewhere in between there for a long time. So I met him at my nephew's birthday party and we just started talking and kicked it off. We were talking about hunting. We're both outdoorsmen. I just moved back from West Virginia not too long ago and uh, we just hit it off. So he's like, hey man, well, let's, let's meet for coffee. And I went and talked to him and told him, you know, I'm just not happy where I'm at. And he's like, well, I mean, if, if you're interested, I'll teach you what I do. So that's basically what I did. So he's taught me. I've been in the business for myself now a little, well, just under two years. But I mean, they've got tons of mentors and 
and hop on meetings every week with some of the best financial advisors in the country, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, that's the gist of it. Yep. So would you say that having a mentor or a coach or whatever you want to call it um, has been very integral to your success? Oh yeah. I don't, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't still be in business if I didn't have one, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know, I've never had my own business. I've always just been, you know, get a job type of person. I didn't know any better. Wish I would have known this, you know, when I was fresh, fresh out of high school, probably. But yeah, so I've just always worked a job, never thought about, you know, opening my own business or running my own business. So it's really a big mindset, mind, mindset shift uh, where, you know, you just have to go from, you know, showing up and getting paid to earning your own way and knowing what to do to get there. So yeah, coach is super important. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, let's keep holding your feet to the fire here. What's the best advice you've ever received from one of your coaches or mentors? I mean, I'd say the, the best advice that I can think of right now is just like, don't quit because honestly, that, that first year is rough. Like it's slow. And I'm sure you, anybody that has a business, I doubt that any of them just take off, you know, week one, day one. Um, it's, you have to build it and you have to put in the work and just showing up every week, getting training, getting mentors, like getting motivation, I guess. And cause it takes time to build it where it, you know, it actually starts producing and, and you're getting busy. Like it, I'm here almost two years and I'm still not as busy as I want to be, but I don't know if I'll ever be as busy as I want to be. Well, to a certain <laughs> extent, cause I do like to have, you know, some time to spend with my family and, and, and that's part of the reason I switched to this too, because I make my own schedule. So, you know, I don't have to miss any kids events or any holidays or anything like that. Well, I mean, it's almost like if you build it, they will come. Yeah. But like, don't give up it because it is slow at first. And, you know, some people start out and like, you know, they hit a wall and they're like, ah, well, maybe this isn't for me, but just showing up, being consistent, you know, that's, that would be my advice to anybody, you know, just starting out. Don't give up. Just keep, keep showing up every day. Yeah. I, I apologize to my listeners for my dated Kevin Costner reference there. Um, so let's, let's talk about that first year. Okay. Yes. You had the coach, the mentor saying, don't give up, don't give up. Right. But we all know, like you said, especially business owners, and this is, this section is more for the up and comers that are getting ready to start their own business full time. That first year is brutal. I mean, it is brutal. People see these businesses like Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, these just juggernauts that are making billions and billions and billions of dollars a year, but they don't see the struggle. They don't see that Amazon took 20 years to make a profit, not just like any profit either. They took 20 years of loss in order to make their first penny of profit. So what advice can you give aside from don't quit for those that are listening that are about to start their first year as a full-time entrepreneur? Oh man, that's tough. You're putting me on the spot now. That's what um, we do. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's all good. I'm just trying to think. Um, so um, I basically rebranded myself and remarketed myself, which, you know, I was a police officer for eight years. So that's what everybody knew me as like, they didn't know I had my own business until, you know, maybe a few months afterwards. But what, what I, the big switch that I did is I completely rebranded myself. So everybody that I talked to, you know, I'd let them know what I'm doing. And in that, like Facebook, that's where Facebook showed up for me um, because it's, I mean, 
I'm 35, about to be 36. So all my friends are on Facebook. They've been on it forever. The younger group, the younger kids, apparently they don't use it anymore, but I use Facebook. It's so hard for me to admit that. Yeah, it's true. Like it's, it's, it kills me. It absolutely kills me. Like my daughter's like, Facebook's for old people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so that's where, that's the platform that I use to basically build my brand and, and remarket myself. So everybody knows what I'm doing now. Um, so yeah, if you're starting out, like don't, don't be afraid to tell people what you're doing because maybe they don't want your services or whatever you're selling, but they might know somebody that does and that could lead to referrals. So just, I've been telling, you know, since I switched everybody I run into, everybody I know, you know, just so they know what I do, I'm not, not super salesy about it, but Hey, like if, if you ever need it, like reach out to me, I, I'd be happy to help or, Hey, I'm doing this now. Or, and with Facebook, just posting, you know, and I started a group that's got probably about 1200 people in it now and just getting, getting my name and my face out there so just the, the whole branding part of it and i guess that'd be marketing too a little bit what what does set you apart from all the rest i mean i guess my personal beliefs uh and philosophy is like i only want to do what's best for my client like that's the whole reason i i do this the same reason i did place work is because i wanted to make a difference i wanted a rewarding career where i can help people so this I still feel like I'm doing that, but it's just a completely different setting. Like people still need what I have, what I offer. Um, but what kind of sets me apart is, you know, any of the big companies you go to, um, there's usually a minimum, like before you can even invest, whether it's $50,000, $100,000, some places, quarter million, half a million dollars. I don't do any of that. Like if you've got 50 bucks a month, I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's get started somewhere. It's better than investing nothing. And, and that so you know anybody that's got 25 50 bucks a month i can work with and even even if they're not at the point like even if they're in debt like i will meet with anybody that's willing to meet with me and say all right well you're in debt this this and this let's figure out a way to get you out of this debt so you can start making your financial future you know better and building from there so i guess my kind of claim to fame is that i'll work with anybody no matter where they're at whether they're in a hundred thousand dollars of debt or they have 20 million dollars because i've dealt with you know pretty much close to both of those that's that's a serious spread <laughs> that's and, and i think that's awesome that you you know there's really no no barriers to entry with you right you want to see everybody succeed um yeah. let's let's reverse the question that i asked you previously what's the worst advice you've ever gotten when it comes to business um well, at first, I didn't really know what I was doing uh, as far as, you know, trying to get prospects and get on appointments. So, I mean, don't go spamming everybody's inbox. <laughs> it would be a really good one because uh, nobody likes that. That doesn't work. That just turns people off and, and makes you look like you don't really know what you're doing because they're everybody nowadays is like a dime a dozen. So I don't. What was the question again? I mean, I, I said that much, but I feel like I can. <laughs> Well, no, track. no, just, just what was the, the worst shit you ever heard? Worst, what's the, what's the worst advice? advice? Yeah, I mean, I get some advice where it's like a numbers game, which it works for some people, but it's not my thing. So, you know, there's the whole like shotgun method where you just throw everything out there and hope you hit something, hope it sticks. And then there's like the sniper method of prospecting where, you know, you have an audience that you're going for and you are aiming specifically for them and you've already got, you know, your your target and what you're going for instead of just you know shooting a shotgun you're more dialed in as far as picking up business picking up clients that that type of thing so 
I, I appreciate the sniper effect because it seems like a better use of your time to target people that you know will be good clients than to just throw it out there and and kind of just waste time on on throwing it out there and you don't know what you're going to get. Perfect. So where where do you want to go from here, right? So you said that you know you think that you may never have enough clients in your opinion, meaning you want to help as many people as you can. You'll always do your best to do that. But let's talk about your, your actual goals, right? Let, let's talk about where in 15, 20 years, because we're both still very young, you'd like to see yourself. Right. Well, when I say I want to have more clients, eventually, you know, I want to get to the point where I'm not working every day type of thing, because my goal in general is to hire some people on my team, train them to do what I do, because I can't be everywhere at once anyway. So the goal is to get you know, solid people that want to are willing to do what I do, willing to learn, willing to get licensed and then build them up so they can have, you know, be anywhere instead of me having to be on every appointment. I can be in, in 20 appointments at the same time because the people that I trained are out on appointments. So the goal eventually 15 years from now is that I can basically have a lot more free time, um, enjoy the time with my family while I'm still making passive income from building my business to that point. And I guess that would be my goal. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, it's, it's so fun seeing like, like doing these guest interviews, because like I said, we, I, I meet some of the most intriguing, incredible people. Do you find any of your previous career in law enforcement spilling over into what you do now? Like, do you have any lessons from your time in law enforcement that you kind of implement today as your, your career in, in the financial world? I mean, I think it's just like building trust with people. Um, I mean, I know not everybody trusts police officers, thanks to, you know, the news these days, but most of them are actually really good. You know, not everybody wants to do that job. So the people that do, I commend them. You know what I mean? It's not an easy job by any means. But I mean, I'd say the majority of people these days, you know, still do trust police officers. So it's just, I've got somewhat of that trust factor because from being a police officer, you know, I was a good one in my opinion, but um just building trust with people because I mean, they're literally now entrusting me with their finances and sometimes their literal life savings, their whole retirement, you know, rolling over. So just building up trust with people, I guess, is, is how I would connect those two between law enforcement and now. And like I already said, like, I still get rewarded after, out of helping people because like, I know that they need what I do. And I, after like, I work with somebody, like, I feel like it's rewarding for everybody because they're in a better position you know, I've got a new client and we just build along. Most of these are hopefully all like lifelong relationships that I'm building. These aren't short-term things. So, you know, it's just building a lifelong relationship with these people. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, you know, I'm, I'm a big supporter of treating every client like they're, they're actually family and, and they are, right? If somebody's going to trust us to, you know, in my case, build their business, build their personal growth, and in your case, build their financial wealth, their financial health, like that's something to be taken very seriously because it's a very intimate process, right? It's a very personal thing. It's a very, you know, quite frankly, risky thing, especially for people that don't like relinquishing control and don't like, you know, asking for help. Um, so what, what advice would you give to potential prospects, right? If, if somebody's on the fence about hiring you um, or any financial 
advisor, financial planner for that matter, what would you tell them? I mean, really, it just depends what they're looking for. But, you know, anybody could pick any financial advisor. Some are definitely better than others, but you're not going to really know that a ton unless you have like references and spoke to somebody that's already using them and say, oh, this guy's really good. Mm -hmm. But like for somebody that that's kind of not in your immediate market like that. Um, well, let's see, I've been in the business for two years. So my some of my selling points are I just got licensed within the last two years. So I know all the latest stuff when it comes to to all all that because the books are literally like a stack of books this thick you know what i mean so i've, I've got all the latest information when it comes to that um i'm probably not going to retire before you because a lot of my older clients that are getting close to retirement i'm only 35 so they don't have to worry about you know having another advisor that retires before them and have to switch everything over to somebody else that they don't know and might not trust so that's another thing to think about that's but, actually a really good selling point yeah um, I'll, I'll be totally honest like, like in in that field Right. Because if you work at, with at age, for retirement and then guess what? They're, they retire. You got to find some, what, 25 yeah. year old guy that works at Vanguard or yeah. something, to, you know, to do that for you. You and I are both 35. Uh, I think. Yeah. 35. Um, I, I, I mean, that's, that's very real. Like that's a very serious pain point that I think a lot of people would probably have is they're in this conundrum where, you know, it's almost like age breeds experience, right? Some people, you know, they, we could view somebody as being 60 years old and, oh, they have to be good at what they do because they've been doing it for so long, but there's not, it's not being taken into consideration. Well, shit, what happens in three to five years when they say, that's it, I'm done. I got to go find somebody else. That's going to be a whole pain in the ass. That's going to be a whole process. So you're, I think that's a great selling point for you. That's incredible. Yep. Good, dropping, dropping some some fire here. I, my yeah, listeners, I, think, I, I feel like I was going to say maybe another thing or two, but it might come back to me. I don't know. As far oh, as hey, hey, that's that's how we do it. I um, mean, also like uh, I'm constantly learning. Like in a business like this, if you're not learning every week, I feel like you're falling behind because keep like keeping up with with all the latest news and the markets and trying to decide what's going to happen in the next year or two. Really, it's it's constantly learning. You can't just learn this stuff once and then you know. It's, it's always evolving and always changing. And like I tell people, like it's about trying to get the most in a good market and trying to lose the least in a bad market because you're going to have both all along the way. And you know, anytime there's a good market, eventually there's going to be a bear market and it's going to come. You can't avoid it. You know, it's happened for the last hundred years. Every few years, there's a bear market. So it's just kind of having an idea from looking at the past so you can make little tweaks here and there to make the most of the future, I guess you could say. That's how I like to look at it. I'm literally like biting my tongue and not dropping another movie reference. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Do it, man. Do it. I was going to be like, does Blue Horseshoe love Anacott Steel? <laughs> do, do you get it? Nope. I don't even know what that is. Oh, means. my God. I must be dating the shit out of myself. Or, yeah, or I must I'm, love like the old school fucking movies. Yeah. If, if, oh, I've seen, if I've seen it, it was a long time ago because I haven't watched older movies for a while. It was, it was, the, that was the original Wall Street with Charlie oh. Sheen and, uh, feel like i should have known that one uh who was it gordon gecko wow i can't believe i'm drawing a... oh michael douglas oh, um yeah I, I mean it's it, it's financial movies like stuff like that like i love right so i've watched like um both the wall streets too big to fail the big short all, all that yeah. stuff is fascinating to me it's it's yeah. not fascinating to the point where i'd be like i think i can do that 
No, no, no. I know I can't do it. I know. I'd be the guy <laughs> like, you find me the worst, the worst choice I could possibly make with my money, and that's the one I'm going to make. Mm. It, it never fails. So what, let's say, God, I'm trying to think of another like, like hardball question to, to throw at you. I don't know. You're, you're doing pretty good. Every question I ask, I mean, you're like, oh yeah. This, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'm just, like I said, it's, it's mostly fresh because I've just gone through the first two years of my business. So like, I'm just telling you basically what I've done, what's worked, what hasn't, and, and you know what I've picked up. But I mean, on that note, like you said, the first time we talked, like using Facebook, like, like you said, most of my business also comes from Facebook. I mean, not all of it, obviously, like, but starting off, like that's, like every week I'd get a message, you know, a few messages from just random people um, that I met on Facebook, you know, connected with on Facebook. Um, like I said, I started my group that just gives out value for like, it's just free information. Like whether you want to use me or not, like I like helping people. So if you're not going to use me and you want to go open your own, you know, Roth IRA, awesome. I would rather have you get the information and go do that by yourself than to hold you back from never doing that at all. Cause you didn't use me. So yeah, it's just, I do it for the right reasons, I guess. And maybe that's part of my success, just having the right, the right reasons behind everything and not just doing it all for myself, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, John, where can people find you? Um, like I said, Facebook. Clearly Facebook. <laughs> I also do have a website, uh, but it's fairly new. So it's not the greatest yet, but it's call your financial services um, is the name of my business. It's on Facebook, but also if you want to check out my group, uh, it's a private group because I don't want trolls in it every day, but it's called how to be financially free. Um, so if you just search groups, you should be able to find that pretty easily. Yeah. I'm, I'm a member of that group. Yeah. I, I am a member of that group. And I can tell you that John absolutely does a fantastic job at keeping the trolls out, which as a, a large group owner myself is not easy. Um, but the, the stuff that he puts out in that group, the value that's there is phenomenal. And, and anybody that has any financial questions, you got to be a part of this group. And, and I, this is the first time I've pitched any group on my podcast ever. I may have mentioned mine once or twice, but I've never said directly, go join this group. I'm telling you guys, if you're listening to this, if you like what I say, if you like what John says, you definitely want to check out this group. He is one of the financial planners, financial advisors that really do stand out. So take advantage of it. Search it out, C-O-L-Y-E-R, correct? Okay. That's right. I, 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 every time like between talking to you and seeing it. I, I Yeah, I guess since we're just talking, because a lot of people spell Collier, C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Yeah, that's not me. Yeah, it's that's, that's what I was like. I want to make yeah. sure I clarify for people. C-O-L-Y-E-R. I'm glad you did, because there might be another Collier out there that'd be getting business because of me, but that's all right. <laughs> that, that's how you know you're good, when you can sell so good that you sell people to, that you sell to other people to, to go somewhere else. Um, yeah, but John, thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate it. It was definitely a, a good conversation. I hope our viewers found it very informative and I hope you got to, you know, get some pride in what you do by just blasting it all across the world. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. It was fun talking to you. Hopefully we can uh, chat again sometime soon. Oh, but... absolutely. All right, everybody, I will see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week on Slaying the Sale. If you're interested in knowing more about Kyle, make sure you head over to his website, theslaymakermethod.com, and pick up a copy of his best-selling books. Then head to Facebook to join his private group, Slaymaker Sales Mastery, to become the number one salesperson in your company. And until next time, remember to keep slaying the sale.